Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, a podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future today. We are going to be talking about reverse mortgages. Ah, yes. So... Megatron. I think if you Psychotron. take mortgage and reverse it, that's what you get. Sounds like a transformer it name. It does sound it? like a transformer name. That's not exactly what we're going to be talking about today. But every time I hear about reverse mortgages or think about yes. reverse mortgages, I picture Tom Selleck telling me that they're not a scam on TV. They're not a scam on TV, but they're scamming yeah, their life. Exactly. That's what he's saying. But I, I seriously see Tom Selleck once a day yeah. during, well, we watch CNBC here in the office. It's on the TVs. Yeah. So Tom Selleck, once a day on CNBC, is telling me that reverse mortgages are not a scam. So I am going to take the high road here and just admit, I don't really get into reverse mortgages or know much about them. So this is going to be a lot of Josh explaining his thoughts on that. But I am going to contribute to this episode. Okay, I'm not going to leave Josh hanging because I am going to throw some facts about the man who rocks the world's best mustache Throughout the episode. Ah, uh-huh, there we go. Because, I, yeah, I'll be of little value right. otherwise. So first up, my first fun fact. What do you got? And probably the most shocking is that Tom Selleck was actually offered the role of Indiana Jones before Harrison Ford. Interesting. He was about 1980. I could picture that. Yeah. Yep. So he was offered the role of Indiana Jones before Harrison Ford. However, yeah, and there's actually a YouTube video of him doing like a screenplay. Ah. There's one out there left. Ah. I have seen it. Okay. But Tom Selleck playing Indy. And he was unable to play Indy in the movies because CBS had just contracted him to play Thomas Magnum in their hit series, Magnum P.I. So and it they, worked out for both of they them. They wouldn't let him out of the contract. Right. So, yes, it worked out for both of them. But as I'm thinking about Indiana Jones, I'm saying, I don't know if I can picture that being anyone but Harrison Ford. But now, but I could see him because he, he would have been good at he it. He was young guy, popular, yep. rugged, kind yep. of that. He would have been you know, good at it. Yeah, Better mustache. Yes. So anyway, that is my picture. Indiana Jones with a mustache. I don't we'll see, see right about now. that. Yeah. I hear there's one more coming, okay. by the way. It's like Indy's last ride. All right. Because Harrison Ford's really old. He's like 70 something. Yeah. Isn't he? He's pretty old. Old for a action right. hero. Of yes. course. Because what we're going to talk about today in reverse mortgages is actually there's an age restriction on this too. You said you're not really into it. It's probably because you don't qualify. Oh, so man. let's start so at the high end and let's define it. Okay. okay? Go for it. So a reverse mortgage. I mean, those two words really describe it. Instead of the homeowner making payments to the lender or the bank for ownership of the home, it's reversed where the person or entity, bank, institution is paying the homeowner backwards to get possession of the home in the future timeframe. And so in a sense, they're taking equity and equity is just what the what you owe versus what the home's worth. So if the home is a $200,000 home and I have $50,000 I owe, $150,000 the difference right. is equity, yes. meaning that's value in the home that's mine. Absolutely. And so a reverse mortgage says, okay, if you have $150,000 equity and you want that, you normally have to sell the home to realize that equity. But they would then say, I'll pay you in some form of payments. I will talk about what different ways you can do that for that equity. And in the end, we're then going to own the home or more of that home. So then at some point in the future, we'll then be the owner of that. Yeah. So gotcha. high level, that's where it is. They get to choose how their payments are received. So there's some options. We'll talk about that. 
they pay interest on using that money. So then the bank or the institution then is having a growth in their investment, similar to the other way around. When you lend money, you pay interest on it, but you don't actually pay it. So that's the thing about reverse mortgages. The person who is using the reverse mortgage gets money and does not owe anything. So although you're accruing interest, you're not obligated to it. It's just added to the value or that total Mm -hmm. that will then be owed at the end. The homeowner gets to keep the title, which is great. And really, it's just you're trading the debt. So you have your equity and you're replacing it with an obligation over time. So high level, that's what a reverse mortgage is. The home is the collateral. In other words, that's the value. You cannot do a reverse mortgage if there is no equity in your home. And in fact, there's some rules and stipulations. Based on percentages. And if you have 10% equity, you probably can't get a reverse mortgage. You have to have a certain amount of equity in the home for this to work because the banks are taking risk, right? And that's what they want to have is something there to protect against it. We're going to talk about some more nuances of it, but from high level, you know, as long as you're in the home and maintaining property tax, insurance, and upkeep, you're going to stay in the home. They yeah. cannot take it from you. Right. So that's great. So let's say, again, going back to my example, you have $200,000 home, you have home equity of $150,000. And let's just say for simplicity's sake, you are able to get $150,000 of a reverse mortgage. That's not the case. We'll explain why in a minute. But in general, there's that. So over the time, let's say you start taking in monthly payments and you live a really long time and they actually pay out more than the home is worth. That's, yeah. There's insurance and stuff that protects these companies from that. It does not impact that homeowner. They don't stop getting it. If they set it up for lifetime payments, they're going to get it for the rest of their life. Hmm. And so there's at no point where even if it goes beyond the value that the homeowner is forced to sell or move out or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And if your joint owners in the home, if one of you dies or moves into a nursing home, the other one still stays there, you get to still stay in the house and keep wow. the house. Again, as long as you can do property tax, insurance, and upkeep, yeah. you, you stay in there. So there's just a high level reverse mortgages. We're going to get in details in a minute, but I need some more Tom Salick news. I mean, come on. Can you have too many? There's going to be a lot of knowledge nuggets about Tom Selleck today. So another one is that he really didn't strike it big until his mid-30s as an actor. And that was in about 1980 when he got cast for Magnum P.I. there. He actually went to USC on a basketball scholarship before that. And he is 6'4", so that kind of makes sense. And when they were shooting Magnum P.I., because they were shooting it in Hawaii. So he was living in Hawaii Mm -hmm. at the time, which must have been a really hard... That's hard to do. It's a hard job. Someone had to do it. Yeah, I bet he could take out the Ferrari occasionally yep. on his own, you know. So, yeah, someone had to do it. He was stationed, you know, stationed, working in Hawaii. Yep. He actually was a member of the National Guard, however, oh, in the late 60s, I believe. But he actually played some really, he was a really competitive volleyball player because he's also tall mm-hmm. and volleyball is yeah. big on a beach. Yeah. You guys got it? Are you yeah. going to go to USC? And he was an yeah. honorary member of the 1984 men's Olympic volleyball team. Interesting. Honorary. Honorary. Like he didn't actually play, but he yeah. was listed. Anyway. That was my next Tom Selleck fun fact. Josh, give us some more knowledge nuggets on reverse mortgages. Here's just a couple items about it. I mentioned that you weren't eligible. So one of the things is you have to be over 62 years old to qualify or to be able to apply for a reverse mortgage. And that number does not really align with many others. Well, it's the beginning part of Social Security. So that's, Uh, that's the trigger point for that. So 62 is the earliest you can claim Social Security. So they figure at that point... If you're claiming Social Security early, maybe you do need fixed income at some point. So gotcha. that's, that's part of where that idea comes from. You convert home equity into cash, like I mentioned before. The primary, there's, there's really three different types, but I'm not going to mess with most of them because they're, they're really for high extreme ends, high value homes. The one that most people will see is what's called a home equity 
Conversion Mortgage. H E H E C M. Heckam. That's how they abbreviate that. So a Heckam Mortgage. There's limits. It's a home value under eight hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars in twenty twenty-one. So they adjust that for inflation going up. So that's the size limit of the home. So that's again why I come back to saying most people who are looking at reverse right. mortgages they'll, they'll fall into that. So as I mentioned, if you want to keep this active and stay in your home, you have to make sure you're current on property taxes, home insurance, and the home has to be in good repair. And so they will come out and inspect to make sure at that point because again. That home is the collateral for this loan, right? And so they want to make sure that that asset that it's tied to is being kept up. It's less risky to them if yep. you take care of it. Yep. So if you stop living in the home for more than one year, then you have automatically need to repay that loan. Now, notice I said repay the loan does not mean, and I think this is one of the misconceptions that the bank automatically owns your home. Right. You have a loan obligation that's tied to that asset. If you have money outside somewhere else, or let's say you pass away in your estate, your heirs, whoever was receiving your money, could choose to just use some assets to pay off the loan and keep the home. That's just a collateral of the piece that they use to come up with the money if need be. Right. And if, depending on how you set it up, and this is, again, coming back to some of the misconceptions, is if the home is owned by both the husband and wife or the two spouses, that is then if one still can stay in there. If it, the home is in one person's name and they have the reverse mortgage, yep, exactly, you could lose that home mm-hmm. or be forced to find a way to cover that cost if right. that homeowner, the one in the mortgage title, leaves or has to go to nursing care or passes away. Potentially not what someone signed up for. Right. So do your homework and make sure ahead of time you have things titled correctly because the home reverse mortgage is in one person's name normally, Yes. but the title's in two names and that person can still maintain. Right. So just do your work on that. Crazy thing is, the reverse mortgage proceeds, whether you get it in lump sum or monthly mm-hmm. payments, is not taxable. Not it's taxable. Not taxable. I love tax free. The reason is, they consider that a loan, an advance loan on this money. Right. All right. So that's a little tidbit there. Probably save you. Is a that little because money they're anticipating that you would probably pay the ga- the, the tax at the sale of the property yes, anyway? That, yeah. Uh, that's that, why it's an advance. It's rolled into yep. all that. Yep. Yep. And that's tied to an asset that is a taxable asset. So it's an advance on that. You ready for another mustache I, moment? I need to know. I mustache need to know. moment number, I don't know, three. Tom Selleck lives on a 65-acre avocado farm. And he hates avocados. Interesting. But he likes the income, which he, I'm sure he doesn't how many, need. How many avocados can you grow on 65 acres? I'm thinking acres? a lot of avocados. How do they grow? I mean, is it like, they like grow a on couple? A tree? Yeah, but it's like... A handful on a tree, or is it like an apple tree where it's like they're all over? You know what I, I mean? Think it's like an apple. Is it like a banana? Yeah. Only one bunch of bananas grows on each tree. Huh. I, but they really? usually grow together. So, like oh, each man, individual tree. I, I think yeah. I'm pretty sure I read that once that there's one bunch of bananas. Did you know tree. that in a lot of countries, the people who pick the bananas often pee on them? Interesting. To keep the bugs away? Interesting. When they're down on the ground before they can collect them? It's crazy. That is crazy. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about I right now. I did not know that. Yeah. So, think about that sure next time I, you. Hold a banana. I guess it has its outer shell, which, the by the shell way, peel. Yes, the Mario outer protection. Kart? The reason why Amazon gives bananas away is because of that. Because then there was no need to wrap or contain them, giving them away. You know, they have stands outside of Amazon headquarters. They free do. Bana- I don't free know bananas. That. Free bananas. Really? For the workers just walk in. They're trying to have them eat healthier. You know. Yeah. And they debated different things. There's apple, no wrapper. Apple, and you need to. Yes, but for health reasons, if you were giving an apple, they needed to wrap uh, each one individually. So they banana. debated an orange. 
and banana. Orange the peel was a lot harder to do, banana. So this is I read this once. We're on a whole big tangent here. But yeah, we are. That if you go to grocery stores around the area, it's hard to find bananas because all the grocery stores realize anybody can walk by and grab those bananas. We're not going to sell anything because why would you pay for a banana when you can get a free one right over there at that cart? Yeah. And so it's hard to find bananas in grocery stores around the Amazon headquarters. That is funny. Weird. So right. that is my next Tom Selleckism. Let's talk about six ways to get money from yeah. your reverse mortgage. So like I mentioned is how you get that funds is really up to you based on what your needs and situation are. So we'll talk a little bit about qualifying. I'm not going to... There's. It really depends on your situation, credit, equity, all that stuff, because there's closing fees, all that stuff. But in general, once you get that reverse mortgage, they'll kind of ask you, well, how would you like this money? So you can get it in a lump sum, which is pretty straightforward. I mean, it's a chunk right there to you. All the proceeds get you at once. Once your loan closes, you get the money. It has a fixed interest rate. So I mentioned that there's an interest charge for them giving you this money. And so again, the high level example is usually they'll do somewhere around 50% of your equity because again, they need a cushion built Mm -hmm. in there. But they'll give you whatever that lump sum is and then they'll just start charging interest on that. And that's what accrues over time that then their goal is if they run their tables right, that when you pass away or are done, it's about where the home value is so they don't lose any money on that or right. below it is what their goal is. Yep. So lump sum, that's an yep. option. A lot of people will do that. Maybe they do have a little bit of mortgage remaining. And so for cash flow reasons, they'll get Just a reverse mortgage, lump sum, pay off their mortgage. So then they owe nothing and they don't have any payments on this loan. Right. And then at the end of their life, their asset used to pay off that hmm. loan. And so in a sense, it just frees up cash flow. That right. Way. Or if they're going to do some home improvements, that's another way. So you know, you get a that reverse mortgage, you do your house exactly how you want, live in it the rest of your life, and don't have to, in a sense, pay for that improvement, knowing that that asset will be probably yep. used to pay off that loan down the road. Right. So that's one option. Equal monthly payments. In our industry, that's an annuity. Yes. Uh, and that's the term for it. Now, there's different timeframes, and we'll talk about that. The popular one is for as long as you live. So as long as that's your primary residence, they'll pay you for the rest of your life. Right. Now, usually you get a smaller amount because it, that's, you know, it could be stretched out pretty far. It can be. A, it's a risk for the giver of the money, which yep. would be the bank or yep. whatever. In the unknown case. there. Yep. They'll use their actuarial mm-hmm. terribles and all that stuff. Along the same way, you can get equal monthly payments for a term or a fixed time period. So you could say, hey, you know, I'm 80 years old and I want some extra cash flow or I want to do something, I'll get this and just pay me it out in the next 10 years. And that's kind of my my plan set up. Right. And so then they'll have a set time period. And then once 10 years is up, it stops and, and that's it. You can also do what's in a sense a Heckam line of credit. A Heckam line of credit. It's yes. like a HELOC. Yes. But not. Home equity line of credit. Or, and uh, for, for the younger people, you, know, yeah. you can do that. You are doing the exact same thing, borrowing against yep. your equity. But in that case, you have monthly payment obligations. Right. In this case, you opposite. have a line of credit mm-hmm. that's available to you at any point in time. It's similar to a lump sum, but you're only charged interest on the amounts that you pull out or use. And yep. so back to my example, if you have a $150,000 reverse mortgage and you pull it out as a line of credit, but you say, I don't need that right now, but I want it available just in case. And for five years, you don't touch it. No interest, no growth. It's it's there. Yeah. In fact, they actually apply, most of them apply some sort of growth to that line of credit because your equity it's tied to is growing over time. So you actually may grow higher until you start using it. 
but then only the money you pull out do you own interest on. Gotcha. That time frame. Then the top things I just said for line of credit. So mm-hmm. you can get an equal monthly payment from your and a line of credit. So in other words, you say, I got $150,000. Give me 50 up front. And then the rest, I want, you know, you can split it up. It's like however a cash out refi. Yes, really is what it is. And then you can also do a term with a line of credit. So you can say, give me 50, give that me that over the next five years, and then the rest keep it as a line of credit. So you could do all those fun things. And so there's some flexibility there in how you get paid once you qualify for it. Well, that is riveting, but I'm about to blow your mind a little bit here. So you've seen Friends. I know Steph's seen Friends a lot, mm-hmm. right? She loves it. Jenna and I have watched a lot of Friends. So Richard, Tom Selleck, he was actually cast as more of a fling for Monica in Friends when he played Richard in the, in the show. It was only expected to last a couple episodes, but their chemistry was actually so good that it made the writers really elaborate on the relationship and continue it a long way. And thus, he was in multiple seasons, and he actually garnered another generation of fans from that because he was famous in the 80s. Yes. This was in the 90s and yep. early 2000s, so that kind of brought his fan base to a whole different generation there. He actually met Courtney Cox because of a screen test they did together for another show that was one of the main reasons he chose to take the part just because they really hit it off. Yep. He was actually told it would hurt his career to be in France. Interesting. But it actually did the opposite, and he received an Emmy nomination for his Ooh, role. There you go. Richard. So there you go. A little fun fact there. And I'm not stopping there don't, because don't I stop. have got two, count two. Them, dad jokes Man. of the week. And there's a theme, and you're going to pick up on it. Okay. And one's more of a thought. Thought. I spent 20 years traversing across the globe, searching for the best mustache. It turns out, it was right under my nose the whole time. Ah, there you go. Well, right mine was nose. until my colleague and office bully, Amy, made me shave it. Yes, that was sad. That was sad. Here's a, here's a good joke for you. Okay, right. So, how does a mustache support his family in the event of his untimely death? Ooh, I don't know. A mustache By, needs to support his family. Yeah. How does he do that? By investing in a shavings account. Shavings account. Yeah. Ah, I like That's it. pretty good stuff. All right. So hit me with some more stats. Yeah. So in general, you say, okay, you know, he's on the TV. I, I hear Tom Selleck talking about these things. It's not a scam. They're around. That's what he says. And, uh, and we will talk about that in a minute. But is this even a big deal? So you have to be 62 or older. Yep. And you have to have equity in your home. So right. is there a lot of people that actually qualify for this? Well, and if you recall the episode we did recently on should you have a mortgage in retirement, yes. there actually are a lot of people who have mm-hmm. mortgages, even sizable mortgages yes. in retirement. And yep. that number is a lot bigger than it used to be. So yep. may, I don't know how that would relate to the numbers we're talking about well, here. You have to have More enough, people would have mortgages, have but they equity. would have less equity yep. probably. So maybe less than it used to be. Yeah. But... According to the National Reverse Mortgage Lenders Association, Let's there's a put, whole association. There's an acronym on that, isn't there? Yeah. The N-R-M-L-A. They did a survey back in 2021, and as of the first quarter of 2021, people over age 62 held $9.57 trillion, with a T, in home equity. That's $10 trillion. Yes. Yeah. And that's not in necessarily in reverse mortgages. That's no, in no, home no. equity. They're saying that's the home equity. And the argument there it's is, tappable. and this is what they talked about, is a lot of people in retirement, your home has a lot of untapped equity right. that you may want or need in retirement. So yeah. to the tune of $9.57 trillion. Yeah. And so for a lot of people who maybe are on a fixed income or struggling, their biggest asset may be their home. And they have a hard time realizing that because it's not like a retirement account where you could say, hey, I want a monthly withdrawal from this. 
That's exactly what a reverse mortgage is, is a way of tapping into that equity. So absolutely, there is a lot out there that may consider this. And again, as time goes on and people are retiring and looking at those different asset classes may say, I don't know if my kids want my home. Why don't I utilize it for the, my best yeah. retirement? Gotcha. They're not going to be the one that wants to pass from generation to mm-hmm. generation. Like you saw maybe with like farms and things like that, where the family wanted to stay there. Reverse mortgage is not the right no. idea for that. All, All right. right. So another mustache moment. Yes. Tom Selleck once took part in Major League Baseball spring training, which I know is a sore subject right yes. now. Yes, oh, I'm so mad about it. The this. lockout continues. Yeah. It's really dumb. It really is. It's, it's selfish it's and dumb the on everyone's sport thoughts. that I can remember multiple times of this happening in my lifetime. Yeah. It just seems like of all the sports right. leagues. They work it out before, before it gets that yes. far. Yes. It is quite dumb. Hmm. Anyway, in preparation for his role in the 1992 film Mr. Baseball, he had a mustache in that one. He had a mustache in that one. He spent three weeks at spring training with the Detroit Tigers. Mm. So having been born in Detroit, he was actually a big Detroit Tigers fan and felt that it was the most prepared for a movie he had been in his career. Yeah. And speaking of Detroit, his signature Tigers hat in Magnum P.I. was actually his choice. Ah, there you go. He, he actually got to kind of make the, uh, co- the uh, costume, the, layout, the whole yeah, get up. up. What he would he, be. He figured out what ah. his look would be, which was traditionally a Hawaiian shirt, Detroit Tigers hat, and some really, really short shorts. Short shorts. Re- it was the 80s. It was the 80s. Really yeah. short shorts. Yeah. So, Josh, let's kind of bring this all yes. to close here. Does a reverse mortgage make sense for listeners potentially? Well, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? Oh, man. I'll set you up. It depends. And it really does in this case because a reverse mortgage is tapping into an equity source that you're going to then have an obligation to repay down the road. And so depending on what those needs are and what that asset is planning for in your estate planning and your retirement plan, whether or not it makes sense for people who maybe need some extra cash flow and their home is a large equity piece and a bigger piece of their overall estate, maybe it makes sense for them to utilize that. If they don't think that anybody in their family really wants the home or is mm-hmm. going to sell it anyways at the end, could be could be an option. If you're looking at doing repairs later on in retirement and you're saying, you know what, this is just for me, maybe it's making it more accessible, things like that, and then we're just going to sell it. Those type of things may make sense. But it really, you really need to spend a lot of time. In fact... When you're qualifying for a reverse mortgage, one of the requirements is you go through a course on whether or not it makes sense for you, right. which I think is a great thing. Yeah. I think more things should have that requirement oh, in yeah. there because yeah. it's a big decision for you and for your family. Because again, if there's spouses involved, you got to make sure it's set up right that if something happens with one or the other, you're able to maintain that home and it still be considered your primary residence. So would you say that based on the financial situations you've seen, there are more instances where it doesn't make sense than it does or vice versa? I think in the industry or we're in and kind of the clients we work with, a lot of times there's other ways of accessing cash flow. Or, yeah. or, or And so I haven't seen as many opportunities. But coming back to Tom Selleck and just in general, early on it was kind of this fringe piece that really desperate people maybe looked into. Right. And since they've really expanded and offered new... And that's part of this. I mean, this is in the banking industry. And this industry is designed for, if they see a need, they're going to adapt to find the most efficient way of doing it. And so they're... Like I talked about six ways of getting your reverse mortgage paid to you. They're adding options, adding new ways of doing it that maybe are more beneficial for 
people. Now, there's still a lot of scam and a lot of misinformation out there. So if you are considering this, make sure you do talk with a financial professional before doing it. Because a lot of times it's hard to undo these things. Because there are a lot of upfront costs. And so if you're going to pay all that and then realize it's not for you, there really is no way of getting that money back. So talk with a financial advisor before you make any decisions. But in general, it really just comes down to what do I want out of this asset long-term? Right. Is there something that my family or what my goals are long-term are counting on? Or can I utilize it and take some more cash up front or during my lifetime? Right. On that note, as always, check out our free gift to you. It's a brief list of eight principles of timeless investing. These are overarching investment themes meant to keep you on track to meet your long-term goals. No, we do not talk about reverse mortgages for some of the reasons Josh kind of just alluded to there. So check it out. It's free on our website. Josh, how can people help us to grow this podcast? Yes, make sure you subscribe. Uh, that way, every Thursday, you get our most recent episode sent right to you. Haven't missed one yet over That's two right. years. That's right. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. That always helps other people find us. Have any questions or anything or clarity on this? Because it is a kind of complex topic. Shoot us an email at hello at the invested And I'll make sure Josh gets it. That's right. And then <laughs> if you know somebody who's talking about this or asking questions, share this episode. All right. Well, until next week, have a great week. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.